and welcome to the Borderlands Church broadcast. I'm Matthew Yates, and I'm here with lead pastor Nathan Perry. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing fine. Good. Hey, we've got an exciting program today. The first thing that we're going to talk about is the fact that we are meeting today at the Doubletree Suites on Richmond Road in Lexington, Kentucky. So right there in the French Quarter Square, behind Panera, behind Suntan City, uh, we're going to be meeting at 11 a.m., and we're having what's kind of like our first church service. So are you excited about that? I'm really excited. This is a big, big step for us. It's a big step of faith, um, and I'm super excited for what God is going to do in this time that we have. Yeah, so we're expecting some good things. You're going to bring the Word. We've got some worship, communion. Hey, we, we might even share some testimonies or whatever. Uh, but it's it's a gathering of a new church called Borderlands Church, and Borderlands comes from the concept of living in the kingdom of God in the now, but not the full kingdom of God yet. So the now and the not yet, right? Yeah, so the already but not yet kingdom of God are what we like to call the Borderlands. The Borderlands. Living in the Borderlands. Living in the Borderlands. Ah, I love it. It's awesome. So we're excited today to talk about that. Uh, So some of the reasons that people should or should not be a part of a church plant, right? Yep, that's what we're talking about today. Let's go. Why you shouldn't, why you should or shouldn't be a part of a new church plant or an existing church plant. And then after we're done talking today, folks can decide who are listening, do I want to be a part of that? And if they say yes, they can come out at 11 a.m. today, right? Right. Okay. Even if they don't want to be a part, they can just come and visit. Yeah, amen. So uh, Tim Keller says, and he, this is why we must plant new churches, he says, a vigorous and continuous approach to church planting is the only way to guarantee an increase in the number of believers and is one of the best ways to renew the whole body of Christ. Um, so like he's saying, the best way to reach new believers is to plant new churches. Right. And a common misconception is, well, we already have a lot of churches in Lexington. Yeah. You know, we have mega churches, small churches, medium churches. We have all kinds of churches. But the thing is, if everyone in Lexington woke up and decided, hey, I'm going to go to church today, well, there wouldn't be enough room. Um, I actually went to a pretty prominent church here in Lexington to visit when I first moved here. And I walk in the back door. I'm like, oh, there's no room. And then I walk up walk upstairs, I'm like, oh, there's still no room. So I stood the whole service. <laughs> oh, wow. There wasn't really enough room for me, which is a great problem. That's a great problem, absolutely. Um, that was a great problem. So we definitely need new churches. This is a for sure thing. But there are also some reasons why we uh, why you shouldn't join a new church plant. Um, Matt, do you have anything on that? Well, I'll tell you what. I have one thought on why we need new churches. Just imagine if everybody in America never had children. How long would America be around? Or pick any country, or the nation, or the world. Uh, if we don't have children, we wouldn't have anybody to carry on the legacy, the faith. Uh, some of the reasons people should not think about being a part of a church plant would be things like, well, I'm already a part of something really great or something that's getting ready to be great, and I'm already plugged in and I'm committed, and, and you know, I don't really think I need to move away from that, unless God speaks to your heart. Now, I've been a part of some great successful things in the past, and God would speak to my heart, and I'd move to a new city and do something different. But there's a lot of times when people are just disenfranchised with the church they're in, or they're mad at the pastor, mad at the worship leader, or whatever. Uh, Conflict is never a reason to run. Uh, Conflict, according to the Word of God, should always be resolved, right? So Paul gave instruction 
you know, about uh, if you have conflict with a brother or, or sister or whatever, you first go to them alone, and then if they don't listen, you take someone with you, and if they don't listen, you bring them before the church. Now, churches in that day were small, little house churches, so it's not like you're bringing them in front of 5,000 people. And if they didn't resolve the issue or didn't agree to uh, what the leadership thought should happen or what the Holy Spirit said should happen, uh, then they just said, you know, treat them like an unbeliever and turn them out of the church. Uh, we're not doing that, obviously. We're asking people to consider being a part of something that's new, that they can utilize their gifts and talents with. Uh, some people need a breath of fresh air. So there's, there's probably a lot of reasons why people shouldn't be a part of uh, a new church plant, but really the only thing that I can think of as the biggest part would simply be the fact that, you know, don't, don't run from what situation you're in today to come and be a part of something, because most of the time, those problems and those issues and those unresolved things will run with you and come here. That's true. Uh, if you ever find a—I heard this quote from my professor. He quoted someone else. He's like, if you ever uh, find a perfect church, don't go to it, because— <laughs> You'll ruin it. You'll ruin it. You'll mess <laughs> it up. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're part of a church and— uh, you're maybe disenfranchised. We definitely encourage you to seek reconciliation with your church. Um, of course, if your church is, you know, you know, I've been to churches that have been kind of abusive to its members. If you're in a situation where it's, you know, not so good, seek reconciliation and forgiveness. But sometimes it's okay to move out of those situations. Yes, amen. I was actually part of a church once. Um, you know, I was probably in my junior year, probably my junior year of college. And, you know, I've known my pastor for a long time. And uh, we had the speaker come and speak, and he didn't really, like what I what I believe what he said didn't really line up with scripture. But people were just eating it up. So I go to my pastor after service. I'm like, "Hey, could we talk about this later this week? Um, I have, I have uh, some concerns." And then he just started blasting me, saying I was too academic. And, oh wow! And that going that like, he had people in his family that went to school and um, had had lost the faith and stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm at church for one. I'm like there. And I'm like a Bible student, which doesn't innately make me right, but I had some concerns that I wanted to talk out. And then he called over another pastor and his wife, and they just kind of beat me up a little bit. So at that point, I was like, you know, I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to harbor unforgiveness, but I realized this is a good moment for me to, you know, kind of take a step back. And then I realized that, you know, I'm going to move on. You know, I've been a part of this church for a long time, was a part of some great things. Sure. I just felt God at that moment release me. Um, so that for me was a good moment because I realized that, you know, I get to be part of something new and, you know, no, I have no forgiveness towards this church, still love those people, still love what they're doing, still encourage people to go take a visit sure. if they're in town. Um, but for me, that was a good moment, you know, to say, I'm going to move on. And I kind of, at that moment, it was kind of like, I realized that this is a moment to move on. That's, that's a good point. You know, if, if someone's out there and you're listening to this and you're in an abusive relationship in a church, <laughs> meaning the church is abusing you in some way, you know, by all means, come and talk to us. We'll help you work through that. That's what we do. Uh, we're in the ministry of reconciliation business. That's what uh, our demand from Jesus is, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them everything uh, that I've taught you. You teach them. So that's part of the ministry of reconciliation that Luke outlines in his gospel. And so, yes, that, that's that's a good point that that comes up. There are people that are out there. Maybe they're in a, a ministry that might be manipulative, and manipulation is never of Jesus. Jesus is non coercive. He will never, ever, 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 let me repeat that one more time, never, ever, 
<laughs> coerce you into doing something. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so tell us more about why we should plant new churches and why we're going to plant new churches. Yeah, so uh, the reasons we must plant new churches, we ha- we must, as the body of Christ, we must be a part of planting new churches. Even if you're a part of established church, uh, if your church, your current church you're a part of, has the means to plant a new church, encourage your body to be doing that. It's so important. Um, I, there's a kind of like, I see this kind of new model where people, or maybe it's an old model becoming new again, uh, instead of building churches bigger, planning more churches and having more meaningful yeah. communities. Right. I, my pastor back home, uh, uh, Brad Davis, Pastor Brad Davis, he he says, uh, there's a quote he gets from somewhere, and he's like, big churches want to become smaller, and smaller churches want to become bigger. It's what we don't have. is what we want, right? Right. So um, reasons we must plant new churches— in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission, you know, in, in obedience to the Great Commission, uh, we must be people who are a part of a congregation who have the resources to apply the gospel to their daily lives. Um, new churches reach new generations, new residents, and new groups of people more easily than established churches. Uh, new churches reach the unchartered better than established ones. Uh, in new churches, 60 to 80 percent of members are often from an unchurched background, while established churches, 10 to 15 years old, 80 to 90% of members come from other churches. Um, so you just kind of see like a church swap in, in, in the demographic. Yeah, transfer growth. Right. Uh, new churches bring renewal to the body of Christ. Without new churches being planted, um, the number of believers will continue to decline. I actually got this uh, all this information from my friend Matthew Helen. In Go Matt, Amsterdam. Matt. He's a missionary. He's a great, great. He's guy. one of our IPHC missionaries in Amsterdam. Yes, he is. Um, he's doing an awesome work. He's a church planner. He works with um, the red light district, working with uh, prostitutes and disenfranchised people, just showing them love, and we love that guy. So I think one of the biggest things that people need to realize about new churches: every church that exists today was once a new church. <laughs> Every church that exists today was birthed. Some sometimes they were birthed out of a split, and that's unfortunate. But those churches can get reconciliation, forgiveness, and thrive. But the majority, I would think, more than fifty percent, would be created from a church planting a new church, a daughter church, a sister church, or churches merging together to become one body. And we're an actual church plant of the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, so we come out of that conference. You're a graduate of Southwest Christian, Southwestern Christian University, an IPHC college, and they are funding the fact that you're coming here and planting the church. So. One of the things that we really need to emphasize here is, you know, when we're talking about planting a church, that's attractive to people that are in other churches, but let us first give you the instruction, talk to your pastor, talk to your leadership, don't just not show up one Sunday. If you feel like God is calling you to do something new, that's something you need to work out with your pastor. You need to talk with the leadership and say, hey, look, I feel like God is leading me to do this and do that. It's in the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word should be established according to the Bible. So just want to throw that in there. Yeah, and to add to that, I actually have a quick story. I actually, uh, when I was a part of uh, that church I was talking about, for a while I had the idea I wanted to be a part of a new church plant in Oklahoma City, just a city over and I was like, all right, I'm going to be a part of this, but I'm not sure yet, so I'm going to go visit. I'm going to go hang out with them. Um, a picture was taken with me at their group. Um, we were just like hanging out, getting coffee, and then my pastor saw that, and they kind of freaked out for a second. Um, so I, at that point, I had not committed to the church plant. 
Um, I was just interested. Um, but stuff like that can cause division in your church. Like, oh, you're leaving or you're doing all this. So, you know, just to be completely transparent, if you are part of a church and you feel like God is calling you to be a part of this church plant or any church plant, we encourage you just to take the time, talk to your pastor, like Matt said. That way there's no strife. There's no... Um, no division. No division. That's the last thing we, as the body of Christ, want to be a part of, because we're all the body of Christ, all of us together. Multiplication, not division, subtraction. That's no. right. God's a God of multiplication. Wonderful. So we want to invite everybody, right? Yes. So 2601 Richmond Road, which is the Doubletree Suites in the French Quarter Square here on uh, Richmond Road, right at the corner of New Circle Road and Richmond Road in Lexington, Kentucky, 11 a.m., we're in the Mardi Gras room. They're all the one, the one all the way to the right. If you walk into the beautiful foyer and go all the way past the fountain, it's the room all the way to the right. You'll see our signs, and we'll have people out yep. there saying, "Hey, come and uh, be a part of what we what we're doing here." So uh, come and check it out. We'd love to have you at 11 a.m. this morning. The Double Tree Suites, Borderlands Church. What else do you have to add, Nathan? Oh uh, yeah, we just love for you to come out. And if you're listening to this later on uh, our website, our soon-to-be Apple Podcast. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of it. We'd love for you to come join, even if it's just for a Sunday to say hi. Or, you know, just send us an email at border, uh, info at borderlands.church. We'd love to connect with you. If other pastors are listening, we'd love to get to know you in the area. We just want to be a part of the community and a part of what God's doing here in Lexington. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting that you said that. We, you know, we're, we have a website where we're putting the podcast, but also this radio station, WCGW, 770 AM, they also have our podcast on their website. So if you didn't catch this today and you want to hear it again, go to the website and find it. So info at borderlands, with an S, dot church, not dot com. So thank you for joining us today for the Borderlands broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you today at 11 a.m. at the Doubletree Suites in Lexington, Kentucky at 2601 Richmond Road. Thanks a lot, and have a great morning, and God bless.